0: Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. This is another episode of The Daily Rising. I'm your host, Adrian Conway. Today, I've got a question for you. Do you have a chip on your shoulder? And if you don't, can you create one? It seems as though if you look back in history, and if I look at my current peers and previous peers and other competitors and rivals of sorts, The most successful people I know in and out of fitness, in and out of sports, and in and out of entrepreneurship have a unique ability to create a chip on their shoulder, even if there already wasn't one that existed. This means that you have to be a storyteller. Now, I've had a daily rise on storytelling before and the ability to create particular scenarios and situations. This is specifically about creating the type of adversity that fuels you beyond your current mindset or current state meaning that it motivates you it stirs something up in your gut even if it's not all the way true yes i'm talking about making up a fictional story or some kind of fabrication that lights you up i'll share a story with you i was in the seventh grade Uh, The football team that I played on was a 12 and 13 year olds team. Uh, We were in the West Valley of Phoenix, Arizona. Now, in case you don't know the way that Arizona set up, it was, it's notorious, especially around this time, early two thousands, late 1990s that in the East Valley uh, there lived the entitled there lived the, 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 the fortunate, the blessed, the higher of society per se. And in the West Valley, in the far West, there were families that were struggling to get by. There were uh, families that were often uh, incomplete in regards to only having a, a mother and not a father, right? Like a lot of single parent homes, a lot of subsidized based housing. Um, there were uh, a lot of farms in that area. So we were out in the outskirts. You were either country or you were from the hood. That was kind of the, the, the perception. Well, I played for a coach. His name was Mark King, and he played up that perception like you would never believe. So, of course, our team being from the far west and all of these assumptions were certainly not true. The perception was far from true. There were plenty of people crushing it on the west side. There were plenty of amazing individuals that were, were living a very uh, lavish and fortunate and blessed life. With that being said, I had a few of those people on my football team, but we also had, I would say, 60% of which living a very different lifestyle they had those natural chips on their shoulders but what i'll share with you is our coach mark king had this ability to spark anger and rage within our guts within our bellies, within our hearts that allowed us to go out on the football field and want to punish other humans. And at 12 and 13 year olds, sometimes that's not easy because not all 12 and 13 year old boys want to be out on the football field, pushing a sled, running into each other at full speed, training the way that they need to train to be a champion and doing all the other hard things that are necessary in order to develop the character and tenacity to be good at the sport of American football. So again, this was a skill that he had, but he could sit us down before a football game. And he would tell us a story. He would tell us about how that team that we're about to face has nicer uniforms, about how that team had nicer cleats, and probably how someone probably gave them to them for free. And they didn't even need it because their parents made X amount of money. And they were they were born with the silver spoon in their mouth. And all this did as I looked around at my teammates was create rage. I mean, there would be there would be kids that I was about to go out on the field with in tears as 13-year-old young adults or or you know teenage boys. kind of searching for the whole meaning of life. They would be in tears before we took the field. And it wasn't that they were really sad. It was that they were that angry and had no idea how to control it. Now, is all that emotion and all that rage and all that anger valuable unless you can control it? Absolutely not. Is it valuable without the self-discipline and the discipline and execution on the field? Absolutely not. But see, we had those things. We practiced those things every day. So when he had this ability, when coach would sit us down, it was like, throwing the match on gasoline, right? We had carefully measured out and dispersed the amount of gasoline that we were going to use all week. We put it in the places that we wanted to be all season long. And then all of a sudden when he threw that match on it, it lit us up. And we were out there just crushing, delivering crushing blows, being the toughest and the meanest. Yeah. We would get a couple penalties for going over and above the means on some of those plays, but wow, it was some of the most fun football memories I've ever had and some of the most success that I've actually ever had on the football field. We went on to win a state championship in Arizona that year. Um, So it's some of the best best memories. Uh, Thinking back to some of my teammates and friends that I developed throughout that time, amazing. But I shared that story with you, and I want you to think about that in a way that this this is how you can actually treat your own life. And again, the most successful people have a unique ability too. I've referenced this before, but go back to Michael Jordan right? Think about the ways that he would literally take a story written about him in the paper and flip it. And, and he would be so driven and so upset, right? And he would make sure that he proved that particular reporter, that particular right or wrong. And not just that, but embarrass them foolishly because he would acknowledge it after the game was over, right? Or any kind of story, an old teammate might say some things or someone got traded away. Okay, bet. I got him. Like he would put marks on people's back because he always felt like there was a mark on his. And even today, when I look at the sport that I'm most involved in, the sport of fitness, I look at the best in the world and they constantly each year find a new story or a new theme to put themselves and pin themselves as an underdog just so that they have something greater to fight against. That's how you stay motivated because there is something special to say about, hey, when you're down and out to fight to the top, but there's something even greater and more special to say when you look around and you're actually starting to achieve some of your dreams and you stay hungrier than ever because it's easy to soften up. It's easy to let off the gas because you're comfortable. And I know for a fact that most of you listening to this podcast are comfortable, right? You live in a decent place. You kind of have the things that you want, and especially you have the things that you need. So what is it that drives you forward? What is it that's going to separate you? Well, you need to make that choice. You need to create that chip on your shoulder and you need to advance forward every single day. Like you're the underdog. Like you're the one that doesn't have what you need resource wise. So you got to create it. So you got to find it. So you got to outwork exponentially those around you, including your peers and closest friends. Think about what motivates you, meditate on it. Think about all the people that have ever doubted you in your life. Write down their names, remember them. Think about the people that told you your dreams weren't a good idea. Think about the people that want you to play it more safe. Remember them. Think about the people who shut the door in your face or told you no. Remember them. Because you see, I guarantee you, each and every one of you that's listening to today's episode got plenty of motivation out there and you got plenty of fuel to add to the fire. So when you need it, use it. Go do something great today. Keep rising.